Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Super Sleuths Book 2, The Royal Captive by E.M. Clark. Read by Lexi. Chapter 1. Monkey Business. Captain Jet Wheeler of the sailing ship the Golden Ram had just returned to Sandopolis from his adventures at sea. Captain Jet's back! cried a voice from high above him. He looked up to see two boys grinning mischievously at him from the roof terrace above. Hello, Milo and Zav, Captain Jet said. If you come downstairs, I've got something very special to show you. Come on, Zelly, said Zav to his twin sister, who was sitting under the bamboo shelter. Hang on, replied Zelly, as she moved her head quickly from left to right, scanning the brilliant blue sky above her. I'm trying to see if I can spot Anna. She should be back any minute with news. Anna was Zelly's parrot, and she was a very unusual bird indeed. Anna was a magical parrot of flambeau, which meant she could talk, and she was extremely useful as the children's spy. The children sped downstairs to greet Captain Jet. He looked at them, a twinkle in his eye. I've brought you all a new friend, he said, but be gentle. The children stared. There didn't seem to be anyone else with Captain Jet, so where was this mysterious new friend? The captain slowly drew back his cloak to reveal a little monkey, one scrawny arm clasped tightly around Jet's neck. He had a wrinkled charcoal face which contrasted with his light brown fur and his dark, intelligent eyes were bright as he gazed curiously at the three children. A baby monkey, gasped Milo. He's a woolly spider monkey, said Captain Jet, also known as a mariki. A mariki, breathed Zav, who loved animals. What happened to his other arm? asked Milo, spotting that one of the monkey's arms was wrapped in a bandage. We rescued him from a pack of cars up in the north, replied Captain Jet. Nasty things, those white birds. They had ganged up on the poor little fellow, and some of their sharp beaks had cut him. All the rest of his tribe had moved on, probably because of the cause attacking them. So we took him in and nursed him back to health aboard ship. You're safe now, aren't you, little guy? And the monkey gave a little wickering sound of agreement, patted the captain on the head and jumped onto Zav's shoulder. He's a clever little thing, grinned the captain. I'm asking you all to look after him and give him lots of love. Think he can manage that? Yes, Pa, definitely, replied Milo. What shall we call him? asked Zelly. Rafa, suggested Zav. What do you think, Rafa? He asked the little creature, who had his good arm wrapped tightly around Zav's neck. The monkey threw his head back and gave a half-chattering, half-laughing sound, which made the children giggle. That settles it, said Zav, laughing as the monkey performed a sort of victory dance on his shoulder, hitting Zav repeatedly on the head with his good arm, as if Zav's scalp was a bongo. Hello, Rafa! cried Zelly, swinging Milo round the kitchen. We'd better make him officially part of the gang, said Milo. Yes, agreed Zelly. I hereby call a meeting of the super sleuths. Three children and a monkey sat cross-legged in the middle of the kitchen floor. Elementary, declared Zelly. My dear Watson, 
chorused Milo and Zav. We welcome our newest member, Rafa the monkey. The children all burst into applause and Rafa jumped off Zav's shoulder and bowed to each of them in turn. What with Rafa causing chaos and frequent trips to the beach, the holidays were flying by. Later that week, Zeli and Zav's cousins, Sam and Sophie Arden, arrived in Sandopolis. They had all been invited to a feast at the Palace of the Flowers and were looking forward to seeing their friend, Princess Richenda. It'll be a great opportunity to do some snooping, said Zav. Prime super sleuth time. Prince Igor is still at the palace, said Zeli. Richenda's not happy. Wouldn't it be brilliant if we could find out what Prince Igor is up to, said Sam. We might get another medal from the king. The children had all received an Aurelia cross, named after the Queen of Sandlandia, for their distinguished service, stopping the Black Cross gang, in their first case, the pirates' plunder. Supper's up, you young rascals! Their cook, Widow Hanlon, cried, and the sleuths dug into a feast of rice, beans, avocado and a delicious apple pie smothered with cream. As soon as they had finished, the children and their pets rushed up onto the roof terrace. They could see the whole city of Sandopolis spread out before them, lights twinkling in the growing dusk. They settled down on the cushions scattered about and gazed up at the emerging stars. Suddenly, a flash of green streaked through the sky directly towards them. Anna's back, cried Zelly, but her smile quickly disappeared as she realised what she was seeing. Anna was not alone. She was being chased by a huge white bird, its powerful snowy wings beating through the warm night air. Anna was desperately diving left and right, twisting herself round in her attempt to avoid the sharp talons stretched towards her. Gah! Gah! The white bird's sharp cry cut through the evening sky and its razor-sharp beak sliced towards the little parrot. Anna, no! screamed Zelly. All she could do was watch as her pet zoomed to and fro. Snatch! The caw's vicious beak took a swipe at the little bird and a couple of emerald feathers fluttered down towards the buildings beneath her. Get out of here! shouted Sam, standing up tall and waving his arms aggressively towards the giant white bird. Everyone, jump and throw your arms around. Try to distract it! The others joined him, yelling, stamping, jumping and waving their arms. Gah! The bird shrieked again, angered by the noise. Suddenly, another streak of vivid green had bolted through the air, confusing the core, so it turned its head wildly to see this new arrival. It was Damaria, drawing the white bird's attention away from an exhausted Anna so that she could make it home into the safety of Zelly's open hands. The core's cold steel eyes narrowed as it zeroed in on its new target. It stretched its razor claws towards Demaria, but with a burst of effort, the parrot braked in the sky and the huge core bombed straight past her. It might have been much bigger than little Demaria, but it didn't have her agility. The parrot was like a gymnast, flipping and somersaulting through the air amid the furious screams of the core. Then she was safely back on Sophie's shoulder, out of reach. With a shriek of rage, the white bird descended even lower, flying so close to the children that they had to duck to avoid its powerful wings beating through the darkening sky. With a rush of warm tropical air, it cawed once more and soared away. That nasty, horrible, evil bird! Zelly was so angry she was shaking. 
Damaria, you were brilliant, cried Sophie, kissing her little parrot and stroking the exhausted bird's feathers. What was that? asked Zav, who looked quite pale. Milo had his spyglass trained on the sky, where he could see the dazzling white shape of the core steadily winging its way back to wherever it had come from. A core, he said quietly. There the birds passed were attacking the Mariki monkeys in the north. There's something wrong with that bird, remarked Sam, frowning. It's not natural, almost like a machine or something. And if it was following Anna, that must mean it's living at the palace, added Sophie. Prince Igor, cried Zav. Do you remember when we went to collect our medals? He was there, and there was a bird just like that one sitting on his shoulder. You're right, replied Milo, and I think he can control it. Mistress, chirped Anna, who had recovered. News from the palace. Count Zuto, Countess Rosina and Prince Igor are still there. But something has changed. A darkness has descended. A darkness? repeated Zelly. What do you mean? The darkness of the aura, the little parrot explained. I cannot read them. I cannot hear what they are saying to each other. How strange, breathed Sophie. Anna and Damaria can always hear what people are saying. Do you think they've found some way to stop parrots of flambeau from spying on them? suggested Sam. They looked at one another. They must have found out somehow, agreed Sophie. And Countess Rosina definitely has magic in her, said Zelly. But it's not good magic. Not at all. I think you're right, added Zav, glancing at his twin. Remember how she looked at you in that X-ray vision way last time? You said it was almost like she could see inside you. Zelly nodded, a very serious expression on her usually smiling face. A darkness has descended, she repeated. If only we knew why. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for more adventures in Chapter 2, The Black Castle. Check out the interactive map on our website, supersleuths.net. Want to read along? Supersleuths Book 2, The Royal Captive, is available now on Kindle. Enjoy today's chapter? Why not rate our podcast? See you next time!